Hey, we're talking with Carmi Levy now. Uh, I've talked with Carmi many times in the past, but never on this show. Carmi, as a tech expert and a journalist, you know I want to pick your brain this morning. So good morning, and thank you so much for joining us. Oh, I'm so glad to be here with you, Ben, here. Here, anywhere. This uh, always makes my day a chat. Okay, so let's talk. I'm just going to put this as a question to you, because we are on a path towards a life and a world fully integrated with artificial intelligence. Is it true that uh, there is a 10% chance that AI, this tool that we are marrying ourselves to, will cause human extinction? I think it makes for a really great headline, and that's what gets people to pay attention. But the, the sad truth of the matter is, and this is what can allow us to sleep at night. No, we're not facing an obvious, clear, tangible 10% risk that humanity is going to be wiped out by AI. What this is, is uh, a bunch of experts were interviewed in, uh, who are involved in AI research were interviewed in a report that was published in New Scientist, and they said they they think that maybe that, you know, if we look out a certain number of years, there's a certain percentage uh, chance that, you know, we might be looking at human extinction, but it's not based on fact. It's not based on any research that anyone has done. Uh, this is not a chicken little moment as, as, uh, as, as, as loud as the headlines seem to be screaming. That seems to be the thing. Ever since AI became a mainstream entity with the release of ChatGPT, uh, you seem to be seeing this drumbeat of headlines like this: human extinction, annihilation, you know, global strife, all caused by AI. And I think that's how individuals are getting attention. It's how they're getting reports like this to rise to the top. But there's no empirical evidence that suggests that that's even going to happen. However, the risks are there, and if we aren't careful. We're going to have to be careful. I wouldn't say it's as hyperbolic as that. Okay, so let's talk about what that means to be careful, because two of the companies that we rely on most uh, as consumers that have really doubled down and tripled down and quadrupled down on AI are Google and Microsoft. Now, I read this week that Microsoft, uh, that has really been at the at the forefront of AI, they're going to be introducing a new keyboard button. That, that opens up their AI co-pilot. So that's the new addition to the, they really want to integrate this not just into their technology, but they want to make it front and center in our lives. But between Microsoft and Google, and Google I think is changing their entire, um, the, way, the way their search engine works to incorporate mm -hmm. AI, what sort of safeguards are these two companies putting in to ensure that AI doesn't run amok? Not enough of them. Uh, we're hearing a lot about their plan. So if you buy a Windows PC starting over the next few months, it will have a co-pilot button. doesn't matter who's going to sell it to you. This is first major change really in, in, in over 30 years. kind of shows that uh, we are in the age of the AI PC, the AI hardware, AI in everything. Um, so, I mean, that's, it, it's a good thing. I'm working on, a, on an email or a Word document. But I don't know where to start. I press the button and it walks me through it. I think yeah. everyone agrees that that's amazing. However, what we're not hearing is on the back end. In other words, we know that there's potential, there's great potential for AI to do amazing things, to detect cancer earlier, to right. uh, engage in better therapies for Parkinson's disease, do all sorts of incredible diagnostics. Uh, but there's also the potential for cyber criminals to get a hold of it. Also the potential for misinformation and disinformation to be spread, deep fakes. Um, and what we're not hearing from Microsoft and Google and Amazon and Meta and others who are all basically pivoting their companies is what are we doing to make sure that those abuses are minimized, that, uh, that we're, we understand those risks and we're building architectures that are more resistant to those risks. Uh, you know, how is, for example, Google going to make sure that as they change search, they have something called Google search experience, which is 
the next generation of search powered by AI. How are they going to make sure that the, the little problem that AI has where it goes rogue, it hallucinates, right. it lies, <laughs> we know that's a function of the technology. How are they going to make sure when I do a basic Google search that it doesn't send me something that's wrong? Exactly. It's hallucinating. And so we're not hearing that yet. We need to. We need to keep pushing these companies and pushing our politicians to push these companies to give us those answers. And until they do, I'm going to really be focused on the light. Like I, I, I love the potential of technology to improve the way we live. But I'm also going to be really wary, and I'm still going to have that suspicion, and I think we all should. In uh, I'm talking with Carmi Levy, tech expert and journalist, about where AI is today and where it's going to take us in the future. Carmi, I want to get your take on something, and this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Well, we're talking about AI. My friend and I are kicking around a screenplay idea uh, about a future where the singularity happens. And for those who don't know, it's, it's, it's that moment that we anticipate where computers are going to become self-aware. And, uh, and, and there are a lot of people, including James Cameron in the world of Terminator, that believe that when that happens, all heck is going to break loose. Uh, the, the robots are going to try to destroy us. So they see this as the enemy, and they're going to try to destroy us. Our take, because of AI, is that uh, the accelerated evolution of AI is going to make it so smart so quickly that in, in a matter of seconds, they're going to view us as insects. And human beings don't spend their time uh, destroying insects. We just go about our life and, and, and move on. They, we are going to be so insignificant to them that they're never going to take any negative action towards us. They're, if you're on a plane and AI becomes self-aware, the plane is going to land and let you off. Why? Because they need the infrastructure. They're going to mm -hmm. need the infrastructure that's already been built. They're going to be very practical about things, and they're just going to marginalize us. And we're going to have to move out into the woods, and they're going to take over everything. What do you think of that as a concept for, uh, for, for, a, um, for a screenplay? Well, it's certainly not, not as much fun as Terminator wrecking the environment around it, but I, I think it's plausible. I think we always tend to focus on the dystopian Hollywood uh, version of things, and dystopian Hollywood has always been, well, the robots are going to come for us and destroy us, but really there's no direct evidence that that is, that is the case. I think it makes for a fun story, makes for a great movie. Um, but the reality is, I think I think you're absolutely right. It could be anything. In yeah. other words, computers don't necessarily have a soul. In fact, it looks like uh, they have a soul. In other words, you engage in a conversation with ChatGPT today, and it looks like you're speaking with a human. But underneath, you know there's a lot of technolo technological trickery that's going on to make it look like that. I think that's where we're going. In yeah. other words, it might look sentient. It might look like it's human. It might look like it's achieved that sort of point of self-awareness. Um, but I think most of it is an illusion, and it's going to be an illusion for a lot longer than we think it is. We tend to think of AI as being all-knowing uh, and, and all-seeing. We're not there yet, and as fast as it's evolving, even when it gets there, I think the, the window is definitely there for us not to be wiped out, uh, but for there to be some other eventuality as well. Well, uh, just to, to, to put a bow at the end of my screenplay idea, I'm so glad that you said that it's not as exciting because that means I'm subverting expectation. And yeah. I'm going to come back with a twist that's going to blow your mind. And that's a movie I would pay to see. <laughs> hey, we only have about a minute and a half left, and I do want to get into the qualities these AI-generated videos that that uh, cyber experts are saying are a growing threat to elections. We are uh, because uh, it, they're admitting we don't have the tools to counter where the videos are even today, and they're only going to get better from here. Yeah, this is frightening. Sammy Curry, uh, he's the, the head of the Canadian Center for Cybersecurity, says our, our ability to, to detect deep fakes 
uh, is not keeping up. We simply don't have that technology, that capability, uh, which means that you see a video, you think it's legit, and then you act on it based on your belief that it's legit, when in fact it isn't. So this can change the course of an election. This can cause a riot. This can cause markets to move. We've already seen examples of that. We already see uh, uh, election ads in the U.S. that are being run uh, that are using deepfakes, but they're not telling anyone that they're using deepfakes. So the potential here, you know, we worry about AI uh, and, and human extinction. The real risk is AI and elections. And we're going yeah. into an election year in the U.S. and Canada the year after. Uh, and that's that's what frightens me most. Yeah. Because we don't have the technological protections. And even worse, we as individuals, we're not leaning in. We're not looking, hey, where's this? Where did this video come from? Uh, you know, Car- Carmi, I'm going to have to leave it there. Uh, but thank you so much. And I hope we get to do this again real soon.